All right. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to our uh, weekly Zoom call. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, or if you've subscribed or not, but I have turned this into a podcast as I announced last week. Um, so now this 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 current one will release on Friday morning, uh, first thing in the morning. So um, obviously you guys are already on this, but let's say you got to get off you know, 20 minutes into it and you want to come back to it, you can always go subscribe there. That way you guys can listen in on that one. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully that's more helpful for a lot of people to be able to actually listen to the calls that can't make it. Um, a lot of you here are consistent being here. So I always appreciate that. And obviously you're getting a good amount of value out of this. Otherwise, I doubt that you'd be showing up each week. So hopefully we can keep that ball rolling. Um, tonight's topic is going to be mainly just a Q&A. Um, we might dive into the client success packet, kind of walk through where some tools are, where some information is, you know, help get a little bit of clarity on that stuff. Um, but we'll see kind of where time goes and we might just be doing just a Q and a, um, before we kind of dive into any of your questions, if you didn't come prepared with any, um, obviously you don't have to share anything. You don't have to ask any questions. I have a couple that I kind of pre-recorded and we might just see where the conversation takes us, but if something pops in your head, if there's something, that you have uh, already answered for yourself or I've answered for you, you've learned over time, but you think might be a good question to cover for anybody who's new listening, um, then obviously, you know, shoot, shoot away. And we'll try to cover as much of that as we can. Um, I also just posted on the group to text me uh, for the people that can't make it that want, you know, I mean, answer any questions. Uh, but before we kind of dive into that, one big exciting partnership that I have. So I actually made a post about this on, on uh, Instagram and Facebook a week or so ago, just about, you know, trying to essentially build a good, I don't know what even the, the term would be for this, but a, a good list of connections in terms of people that can help us all out in some way, shape or form. So, you know, I'm big on being in the gym and not missing the gym. So for instance, last week I got, um, I came back from Mexico on like Thursday or Friday, whatever day that was. I had a really good leg workout on Saturday and then I tweaked my upper back on Sunday in the gym. I wasn't feeling it that day. I wasn't feeling good going into the gym. I told myself I should just take the day off. But since I only had, you know, one workout so far for the new year, I was like, oh, I'm going to go push through it. Um, well, apparently I should not have done that. And I know better than that. And usually I'm pretty good about it. But so anyway, so I tweaked myself, usually that type of injury, which I've had that kind of same thing before. Um, I don't know if it was nerve or muscular, but right in the center of my back. And I felt the sharp pain directly kind of in, not in my spine, but near my spine, uh, more musculature, I think. And it just spread all through my entire upper back. And so I could barely turn my head. I could go, you know, kind of go side to side going backwards was excruciating on Monday, especially. Uh, and obviously not just do I want to be in the gym, but I need to move from my job as a PE teacher as well. So I immediately made an appointment, uh, with one chiropractor that always gets me adjusted perfectly. And I, that usually helps a lot. Um, then I made another appointment for another, uh, chiropractor who this one does good adjustments as well. But on top of that, he did a TRT on my back and that was a huge, huge help. And that was through um, Liberty Park Chiropractic that I've recommended a lot of people to. So TRT is tissue regenerative therapy. Um, I've sent a lot of clients to, to him because it, it helps a ton. But then um, the next day I went to a different chiropractor and this one, I wasn't getting adjustment, but so fit muscle and joint, there's like 10 locations in the city. Really there's a location, every part of the city of Kansas city, other than Parkville. Um, if you're not from Kansas city, sorry, some of this doesn't really apply to you. If you are in the city though, these are all, you know, uh, good connections to have good, good places to know where to go and when to go there. So you're not taking time out of the gym. Um, so then 
Uh, yeah, so Fit Muscle and Joint, they've got a bunch of locations. And what I love about them as a, as a service, and I've used them in the past as well, is it's not just an in and out type chiropractic situation. They're not just adjusting, you know, a couple different things and then sending you on your way, which usually helps, but they're, they do a multitude of things. It's much more comprehensive. So essentially, you know, they did um, active release therapy, which is kind of like a combination of massage and mobility work. Um, so kind of digging into pressure points as they're kind of moving you through a range of motion, which helps loosen things up. Then we did some, um, uh, dry needling, which is definitely uncomfortable. Um, but essentially that kind of dives in there and, and breaks up the fascia, like the muscle fascia that's all tied up and bound, which is causing some pain usually. Um, so we did that. They also did some e-stem stuff with that dry needling. It's kind of like, um, kind of like acupuncture to an extent, um, definitely uncomfortable, but definitely helps a lot. It's always helped me in the past as well. And then they even walk you through different mobility exercises to do pre-workout or post-workout to keep from that injury, the other happening in the future or to help you get over it faster. So uh, case in point though. So that's a, a new connection I've made a new, new referral that I can send you guys over to. You get a free recovery session, which the recovery sessions are like this Norma tech stuff that you get into helps out with blood flow, blood circulation, uh, muscle recovery. So like if you go smash legs or maybe your feet are always cold and it's not a thyroid issue, maybe it's a circulation thing, that recovery session would help you out with that stuff as well. So I believe you get, yeah, you get one free session. Um, and I have the link for that, which if I can, uh, I'm going to try to find it and put it in the show notes. Um, so maybe, you know, on the, on the podcast on Friday, whenever that comes out, you'll be able to see it in the show notes where that link is. Otherwise just ask me directly for that as well. Um, and then secondly, before we dive into things, uh, the question to answer tonight, just re a reminder, um, uh, kind of at the, the end of the year, I increased the referral bonus for clients of TLF. So if you refer somebody, it used to be $15, then I bumped that up and that is now here for good. So every client that uh, you guys end up referring to me, you get a $50 bonus, essentially a discounted credited on your account for the following month. And um, so how that kind of works is if you get four referrals, like in the month of January, then uh, February, March, April, and May, you'll have a $50 discount in there as well. Um, so just a reminder on that stuff, because you guys know that I'm only spreading through your referrals and your, your hard work. So when, when we're working together and you're making awesome progress, that is how I'm able to grow. Um, but um, I digress from there. So let's get into tonight's question and answer. Does anybody here have any current questions that's sticking out to you? And like I said, I have a little list of things we can talk about as well, if you guys don't currently have anything. I have a nutrition question and I don't know if you'll be able to answer it. Give it to me. So I bought some salad dressing and bought some what? It's some salad dressing. Salad it's dressing. Walden, Walden Farms. Yeah. And I'm just kind of confused because it's zero calories. Sorry. The, I don't know if you can hear my washing machine. It's kind of loud. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Um, you can hear it a little bit, but you're fine. I can hear you fine though. <laughs> so I know that I was talking to you because we've been changing my fats a lot lately mm -hmm. and you were kind of explaining like how many calories are like per fat per, and per protein per, and per carbs. Yeah. Per, per gram of each of those macros. Yeah. Yeah. So the salad dressing I bought, it's zero calories, but it has two carbs and there's one dietary fiber and one sugar alcohol. So I guess. I I'm just kind of confused how there's no calories. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that too. I even find some nutritional labels that I'm like, 
when it looks down to kind of the macros, it doesn't add up to the, to the right amount of things, uh, to the right amount of calories per like what some of their macros were, which is, is kind of confusing to me as well. Um, ultimately with the Walden farms, you're safe with that anyway. And, um, it is nice because it's usually pretty good flavored stuff. I like their pancake syrups and stuff like that, that you can add, you know, blueberry chocolate, regular pancake syrup as well. Um, and so the downside to it is that it's really just, I mean, it is highly processed, even though it is zero calories, it's highly processed. There's not necessarily anything good for you in it, but when you're looking at you know, if, if I'm going to eat pancakes, the flavor profile difference is not too vast. So you can still get the same benefit of, you know, or the same enjoyment out of eating pancakes, but you're not eating a hundred grams of sugar on top of it. Now to answer your kind of your question, when it comes to like the macros and the calories and stuff like that, I think a lot of times, um, things are rounded. So like the, the number of carbs are maybe rounded up because it's so, so minute with it. Um, and to be honest, I don't, I don't really have a good answer for why the calories and the macros don't exactly line up again in this situation. They're pretty close. Most things, whenever you're looking at it, it's going to be pretty, pretty close for the most part. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't really have a great, great answer for that discrepancy between the two numbers. Yeah. I just think it's kind of weird. So it's okay to eat that kind of stuff. Just maybe not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different ones, um, for, for Walden farms. I think I, I kind of like their balsamic vinaigrette, but, um, there's also a lot of other, just not necessarily macro free or calorie free sauces. Uh, but you can get stuff that's fairly close. To and that's, that's another, you know, reason why I give you guys, I don't just tell you, Hey, I need you to hit exactly a hundred grams of fat or a hundred grams of carbs, whatever the case is, is I give you kind of that range because you go add a little bit of sauce into it and it puts you, you know, um, at the higher end or the lower end of whatever your, your macro allotment is. That's why you have that range there for you to kind of give you a little more, a little more wiggle room. Um, and honestly, you don't even really, unless you're using a heavy sugar or heavy fat kind of sauce to me, I don't think it's a huge deal to log your sauce and like weigh out your sauce and be super uh, dialed in with that. Unless it's like a Caesar salad dressing, which is going to have a lot of fat in it. Right. Unless you're drinking, you know, not drinking, but eating ranch. I guess some people eat ranch like they're drinking it. Um, but so like some of those really uh, calorie dense sauces, you should track. Um, Chick-fil-A sauce, one of my favorite things. Um, there's somebody on this call here that loves Chick-fil-A sauce a little bit too much. And I'm not going to call them out about it, but, um, Chick-fil-A sauce is one of those. I mean, there, I, I forgot exactly the many calories on it. Uh, but it's, I'm just going to toss out 150 calories. I'm not sure exactly how much in it, but it's a lot and it's all coming from fat for the most part. Um, so even though you got the grilled chicken from there, if you're using, if you're rocking with, you know, two or three of those little cups, of that sauces, you just upped your calories by literally 500 gram or by, by right. 500 calories, which is wild. So being smart about that stuff, you know, I always get that question about sauces. I post a lot about it on, in on like Instagram, I made reels and stuff. I made a short story stuff on YouTube. So I have all that stuff um, where you can go access it. I know I, uh, I referred just the other day to somebody asking about sauces as well um, to a YouTube video that I did. It was very, very short. Um, but ultimately the best thing with sauces is just, strolling through those aisles, like taking an extra five minutes to the grocery store. I mean, really every time I go, I go just kind of browse a sauce area. Like, Hey, what do I want? That's different. Um, and so trying to find that. So if, if you find a sauce, that's like one or two grams of something, not a huge deal. Now, if you're being really heavy handed, if you're using that sauce on four meals a day, 
well, now you just did increase your fat or your carbs by 10 grams. Right. So you want to be mindful about that. So usually what I try to do, if there's a sauce that I really like that does have a couple of calories, you know, a couple of grams of carbs or fats, again, I'm, I'm moderating it. I'm not going overboard with it. And then I'm going to try to keep my other sauces, my other meals a little bit, you know, cleaner. So if I'm going to do a hot sauce, I'm going to do a hot sauce with no calories in it. Um, that way. I'm kind of saved myself on that. And then ultimately the only reason why we really need to pull a lot of sauces out of anybody's diet is if we're getting, you know, we're, we need to super deplete. We need to super cut calories and like, there's really nowhere else to kind of pull from. Then we might, might need to get a little bit more rigid on that, but ultimately that's not going to be too many people outside of a comp prep competitor. So you're good on that. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. And same thing with syrups guys, like the Walden farms is fine. I personally don't even use that anymore. I'll do like a hungry Jack's low sugar. Again, are you getting some added sweeteners and other like chemicals and stuff tossed into it? Yes. But at the same time, like when I can, I always kind of talk about when it comes to like that junk food is what's the, what's the greater of the two evils, you know, high sugar syrup that you're going to get a couple hundred calories in it versus the, the low sugar syrup where you're going to get like 30 calories in it. They're both going to have its drawbacks. So I want the one that's going to give me a little more freedom within my diet um, and allow at least my physique to look good. If I'm having either kind of syrups all the time, that might not, not, not might not necessarily be a good thing, but just pick the greater, the, the better of the two evils. Good questions though, Kaylee. I might've spent too much time on that, but we'll see though. Anybody else got any questions at the moment? I'll toss this one out there where you guys are thinking about your own questions. Um, I had a, a client today. Um, he asked about psyllium husk and if you can take that, you know, with medications and stuff like that. And here's kind of my thing. I don't have a lot of clients with a lot of medications. Um, but what I always recommend, whether you're on medications or not, whether you have health problems or not, um, anything I'm giving you guys, I'm not a medical professional. So I want you to take that stuff. And I highly, highly encourage you guys to, when you get a diet plan, when you get a workout plan, you know, really that's why there's always that, that warning label on it that, Hey, you should always consult a physician before starting a new exercise regimen or whatever the case is. You know, I have to do that for my own safety, but ultimately it's not a bad idea to go talk to your doctors about this stuff. Um, so, you know, that's kind of one thing. And number two, a lot of supplements, um, oddly enough, can kind of uh, interact in a negative way, even if they're really, even if they're like vitamins and minerals and stuff like that. But so um, like psyllium husk in general, um, that's one of those things, especially because it's, it's higher fiber in there. It could potentially alter the absorption of a medication. So prioritize your medications. If you're on something, take it as you need to. And then I would just try to shuffle around your supplements throughout the day to be, you know, 90, 120 minutes after taking those medications or before try to spread out kind of that window. So that might require a little bit extra planning, but it's definitely worth it in the long run, because if you're taking medication that you need to be absorbing, you don't want to take anything that's either going to prevent it from being absorbed or, you know, more aggressively. Uh, his other question on there was um, if I move the psyllium husk, you know, to later in the day or just in general, does the psyllium husk negatively affect like the, the power of that protein shake essentially? And the answer is no. What I will say with that is try to limit your amount of fiber post-workout or pre-workout. So if I'm going to eat a meal before, you know, 90 minutes before workout, I don't want to eat a high fiber meal. Um, it's just going to, you know, slow down digestion, which isn't a bad thing, but we don't really want that. We don't want to be full and be heavily digesting a lot of food when we're working out. Same thing with the post-workout. 
Um, it's going to slow the absorption rate of, of the food that you're eating post-workout. So we just want, you know, protein and carbs. We don't want a lot of fiber. We don't want a lot of fat. We don't want anything to kind of slow down the digestion and absorption of what it is that we're trying to take in pre or post-workout. Um, so kind of keep that stuff in mind, kind of time that stuff. But outside of that, does it affect the, the benefits of the protein shake? No, depending on the time of day. Again, don't do a post-workout any other time. You're, it's just like eating a regular meal that has, you know, beans in it or broccoli in it or something else with fiber in it. That's not going to negatively affect the, the protein amount. So that was a question I had just the other day from a client. I'm going to keep on just kind of rattling things off. I would definitely hop in if you guys have anything else. I hear somebody that's unmuted. Um, I was going to say, especially since you said we have some new people on the call that yes. um, it's important to know that you can flex your low and high carb days if your plan calls for that. Because I think back in my earlier days with TLF, I would have done, oh, I blew today's low carb day, but I still get my high carb day tomorrow too. Instead yeah. of like, since you blew it today, this counts as your high and then you swap tomorrow and make tomorrow low. Yeah. And now I am more disciplined and able to do that. But yeah. I think it's something to keep in mind with a meal plan. Yeah. Kind of part of that, that learning curve. And I, I completely agree with that. You know, one thing, one caveat that I'll say with this is we don't ever want dieting or our diet or our choice of food to feel like a punishment. Like, Oh, you did a bad job this weekend. So no food for you Monday and Tuesday. Like we don't want that type of thing, but in your, in, exactly kind of what you're saying if you went over your carb intake today on your low carb day then yeah that that's going to count as your high carb day if you were a lot of that um so you need to you know adjust the, your week accordingly because you've already used up one of your high days if that was your only high day well this is good feedback for you that you need to do a little better job of planning so that you're not wasting that and yeah you could go have extra high days that week but if that's not what you know your plan's calling for if that's not what we're talking about doing then obviously that might kind of set you back a little bit in one way shape or form and if you do do that if you mess up and you don't adjust you mess up and you do adjust include that in your check-in so that i can either you know pat you on the back say hey good job way to uh, adjust with uh, kind of your week or hey next time let's just try to plan ahead in one way you know however we can and same thing uh, I, that i think kind of applies to the same thing there krista is uh is cheat meals. You know, I'll have people sometimes say, I had my cheat meal on, on, on Tuesday for lunch. And obviously everybody's different. Everybody has their own preferences. To me, that blows my mind. I'm like, you had one day to look forward to it essentially within that week. And now it's shot. And now you might not get one until 10 days later on like the following Saturday or something. So like, I like to kind of space mine out, you know, six, seven days apart, give or take, depending on what it is. And I want to make it worth it. You know, a cheat meal by myself at lunchtime, or even just with a coworker or something like that. Like to me, that's not worth my cheat meal. If I want to have a good free meal like that, I want to pair it up with something I really want to be doing. You know, am I going out to dinner and taking Nicole out to a date? Am I seeing my parents for dinner? Is it, do you drive the chiefs game at three o'clock on a Saturday? Maybe that's when I want to have my cheat meal this week. That very well might be, but if I'm just watching the chiefs game at home by myself, that might not be a time that I want to have that cheat meal. I want to be, usually it's with other people that I want to do it because as you guys all know, especially as we get older like this, people aren't really meeting up to do much else other than get a drink or get some food together. You know, that's what brings people together. It's an easy thing to call up an old friend and say, Hey, let's go out to dinner. You know, you're not going to say, Hey, let's go for a walk. Usually not. I love it when clients say that, hey, I'm getting my friends to go do these walks instead of going out to eat all the time. But um, 
yeah, so saving and planning ahead your cheat meal is a good thing, especially because you're working your ass off all week long. Um, it's good to have something kind of at the end of the week that allows you to just take a breath and not have to think about what you're eating, not have to um, be stressed about it, not have to track that meal. And that's kind of another thing too. I'll have some people say that, hey, I, I'm trying to track my, my cheat meal. And it's really tough to do. Don't track your cheat meal. Part of that cheat meal's benefit, not only is it going to benefit your metabolism, not only is it Again, just like we don't want to use food as a consequence to our choices, we also don't necessarily want to give us big awards when it comes to it. So like, but at the same time, I like working my ass off all week knowing that meal is coming. So it's okay if it's a little bit of award uh, and award for you. But um, yeah, so just really kind of plan that stuff ahead as best you can. And that comes with time. Like Chris has said, you know, she's been with me off and on now for a year and a half. I don't even know exactly how long. So at different times early on, she probably struggled with that, but it sounds like she kind of worked through that. And that might've been through her check-ins or just her, her reflection. And that's why those check-ins are so key because I might not figure something out for you, but just by you sitting down and actually reflect on your week and what went wrong and how you can somehow improve that. That's all, that's all learning time. And that, and that kind of paves the way to like where Chris is. She's, she's crushing right now. So kind of keep that stuff in mind as well. Uh, Courtney, Jennifer, I'm not calling you guys out, but you guys are are new here as well. So, you know, you're only a couple of days into your guys' plans. Um, so, um, you know, be kind of just thinking the next few minutes. Do you have anything that's that's been a challenge this week that's been a struggle? Might not even be a question just to kind of voice those things as well that uh, some of, whether it's me or somebody else in here, wants to give you guys feedback. Um, like I said, just unmute yourself and, and, and chime in if you do have anything else to to kind of talk about. Um, here's a question that I'll get usually from, from newer clients. Um, not so much from like current clients, but it's usually, uh, it's like, you know, am I allowed to, or that they, they on their questionnaire, they say, I don't eat after 6 PM. Um, or can I eat after a certain time and things like that? And ultimately everybody's a little bit different. You know, if you have, um, issues with like blood sugar and, and carbs really spike your blood sugar. Number one, I'm probably going to have you on some sort of a GDA, which is a, a glucose disposal agent. So things like berberine is one option or GDA max, which berberine is also in GDA max and GDA max is from new ethics. Um, and I personally take that definitely at nighttime because I'm usually eating a higher carb meal at nighttime. Um, but again, everybody's body is a little bit different. And that's one of the, the huge benefits of reflecting um, after meals, after a day, and definitely each week is that, you know, if you were eating carbs late at night, did you notice a disruption in your sleep? Did you notice waking up more bloated? Um, maybe not, not being able to fall asleep, you know, whatever the case is. So that's a huge part of kind of reflecting. And that's another benefit to trying to stay in some sort of a routine with our eating. You know, that's why I'm, I'm a huge advocate for stick to the diet plan, at least the first week, few weeks that you're on it to ensure that Number one, that we're on the same page. I know what you're eating. You know what you're eating. You're following the plan to a T. You're eating four ounces of X, Y, and Z. You're eating a half cup of whatever. Um, that way I know that you're following exactly to a T. And then I can see how your body's responding accordingly. On top of that, it gives us a chance that if you are feeling bloated, if you are eating every night at 8 p.m. and that maybe you're not used to that and you're feeling a disruption in some way, shape, or form, then it's good that you're recognizing that. So then whenever we get into these routines like that, we can be like, okay, something's not working here. Let's problem solve. Let's get you kind of figured out with it. So kind of back to that question though, can I eat after 7 PM? Of course you can. Um, but let's just see how your body's kind of responding with it. Some people, 
they'd rather go to bed hungry than go to bed starving. I mean, than, than, than go to bed super full. Some people I'm kind of on the, I don't want to go to bed super full. It's not good to go to bed absolutely stuffed. But if I'm laying down at, in, in bed at nine o'clock and I'm starving, it's going to be hard for me to fall asleep. Um, and that might just be for my parents and me being just a snacker all my life. You know, Nicole and I are kind of the same way as well. So we kind of feed off that as well. We want to have a snack at bedtime. And so that's why I'm saving uh, some of you know, my, my meals that I'm looking forward to the most. I'm saving my snack generally for bed, which actually based off my date, I'm eating a higher carb day today. I already actually had my snack, which was uh, um, it's honey almond granola. Uh, it's like a cereal replacement. Um, in my mind, at least, um, it's kind of serves as that purpose for me. So I have that usually at nighttime around 9 PM. Uh, and I take some, um, a GDA with that, like I said, Berberine or GDA max, um, just to kind of help out with, the, cause it's a higher carb cereal, obviously. But so that's usually my bedtime meal. So I have something to kind of look forward to. And that's why, you know, I try to put, depending on, you know, if you're on a super low carb diet, we might have to go, you know, forego the snacks, but then that means just save something you're really looking forward to to that nighttime. Um, but like I said, kind of saving something you're looking forward to at the end of the day versus having your favorite meal at 10 AM. Well, now if that's what you really look forward to, you don't have that to look forward to the rest of the day. And, and in my mind and in my experience that usually affects your, your, uh, adherence to the plan. If you're like, ah, I'm not really looking forward to what I'm eating the rest of the day. Well, it's better to do the inverse, save something that you're looking forward to reward yourself at night with that. And, and your night on a good note versus, you know, something you might not be looking forward to. And again, if you're not looking forward to something, let's figure out, you know, let's problem solve about what, what, what it is that we need to be changing. Do we need to change your cooking methods? Do we need to change your sauces, your seasonings, um, things like that. And all of these things, when you're reflecting on them, when you're learning about yourself, when you, when you're learning what works with you and when you're recognizing that something is stopping working at least mentally for you, then, uh, then it's time to make a change versus, I don't like this. So I'm just done living a healthy lifestyle, which it sounds silly when I say it like that, but it's, it's all too true and all too common. So um, be reflective and communicate these things uh, along the way. Anybody else have a question? I feel like I'm just rambling tonight. Is there a place to look for like recipes? So with recipes, um, I am in the process of trying to put something together. I want to make it look good, but I also just want to give out a lot more of uh, a value into what it is we're doing. So I want to find more macro fenry recipes. Um, I've done some myself as well. Um, but in terms of that, what, what you can do and what I would recommend doing as well is just looking online for what, what food sounds good. A lot of times nowadays they're going to include at least the calories. Um, if not, the um, the macros of, of the total meal. Um, what you can do as well, if you have a certain kind of go-to meal that you like making for yourself, and maybe you're like, well, I don't know if I can still have that uh, given that I'm on a plan now. What I'd recommend doing, and this is kind of how you you figure out recipes within MyFitnessPal and logging those, is essentially, let's say you have a recipe that makes 10 servings. Um, you log everything that goes into that recipe that that makes up that, that entire, you know, cooking situation here. So your entire 10, 10 servings. Um, so whatever that looks like. Um, and then you would divide that number. So you would add up all the food that goes into that, you know, don't worry about the seasonings and the little stuff that doesn't make up in calories, just the big bulky stuff that's actually going to make up your calories from that meal. And then you divide it back by how many servings it's going to make for you. Um, and you can really do that with pretty much any recipe out there. 
Is there a little bit of legwork? Of course there is. Um, but just like with anything else, if this is super important to you and you want to get there again, I want to take some of that work away from you by creating that out for you. At this time, I have not had that fully created yet. Um, but my goal, that's my biggest goal, you know, as, as a PE teacher and working all through the year, I can only do so much with it. So my goal this summer is to um, build that out and send that out to you guys. So kind of to answer your question, Jennifer, I don't have personal recipes for you guys. What I actually do have, though, and you guys should have access to this in, um, in the Google Drive folder that you'll find within the client success packet is uh, a while ago because Nicole and I for a couple of years there we were doing HelloFresh here and there. And that was good practice. You know, it, it, it forced us to eat different foods and stuff. Um, it, it taught us how to kind of cook in different different ways and stuff. But I actually saved those recipe cards and I put those into kind of a PDF. Um, but then I also told you within that PDF of adjustments to make. So you have those recipe cards on there that you can actually go and do yourself. Now you obviously have to go buy the foods for them. But then I tell you, hey, make this swap with this swap to make it healthier, more macro friendly. So honestly, there's a good place to start. It doesn't exactly look professionally and perfectly well done as I would like it to, but it is there for you as well though. Um, but like I said, you can always just Google that and find a lot of things that are going to kind of fit your diet. And that'll be another thing that you'll learn from. And especially as you're logging some of these things, as you'll start recognizing, you can just look at a recipe and be like, ah, that's not going to fit what I'm doing. And there's not a good substitution for something, you know, um, hell said he uses shredded chef. Um, so Brad's with a, a buddy of ours from California and they use shredded chef, the book. So it sounds like there's a book out there. I'm just using context clues here, Brad, that that is going to have um, like recipes in it with the macros. That's all, you know, fairly healthy, healthy options that you're doing with this stuff. Um, yeah. Healthy macro recipes. Perfect. So that's actually something I want to look into as well. And I'm actually going to type that in on my to-do list. Shredded chef. Thanks for holding out on us, Hale. Appreciate it though. Shredded Chef. So everybody else, I implore you to look through that that booklet as well, and that'll help you out as a lot. And you can fit that stuff in. It's on Amazon. I'm sure it's you know twenty dollars or less. Um, so there's a there's a good place to start right there. And it sounds like they've already done some of that legwork for us, where we can just go on there whenever you want to mix things up. And you know, especially you, Jennifer, you've got two little ones. You know, really a lot of you guys on here, you have kids, you have families that you're trying to cook for as well, and balance out your goals and your fitness and, and all that good stuff. Um, but I understand that family time is really important. I understand that having these, these uh, family meals are really important as well. Um, so again, there's a little bit more pre-planning that comes into this, but really that that's only a little bit of extra work now when you're first getting started with it. Once you get in the rhythm of it, I promise you it, it you're going to save a lot of time. You're going to save a lot of stress and you're doing all that stuff while learning all this stuff and you're doing all that while reaching your goals. So it's definitely worth it to put in just a little bit of time to learn that stuff. Thank you for sharing that, guys. Jennifer, good question. Keep keep thinking about your questions. I'm going to pull up the rest of my stuff real quick here. Um, you know, something else I always, you know, I'll, I'll send this out to you guys kind of throughout your time with me. Um, you girls that just started on day 14, you'll get a little 14 day response, like a little feedback form of like, you know, what's, what do you enjoy about TLF? 
where can you see kind of differences made and stuff like that? Um, I'm always open to suggestions. Um, you know, if you're suggesting something, I don't see it as you're telling me how to run my business or that you're telling me what to do and stuff like that. I always love ideas. So, you know, a recipe book of some sort would definitely be helpful. Um, but, you know, outside of that, you know, think about that on this call as well for the next few minutes while we're all on here. Um, we won't, we try, we try, probably won't go until eight o'clock unless the questions just start flooding in. But, um, you know, anytime you guys see anything that could be improved, anytime you see that, hey, this would really help me out and I might already have it. You know, a lot of people ask me questions. I'm like, hey, it's in the, in the client success packet. Um, so yeah, check, check that stuff out. Like I already said before, you know, save the foods that you're looking forward to the most for the evening time. Um, and then also, you know, the more you do play with your macros, the more you start kind of learning the value of the foods that you're eating. And when I say the value, number one, nutritionally, what is it giving you like in terms of benefits for your body, but also macro wise, the value of it, you know, how many grams of carbs are in something or, uh, you know, proteins, fats, stuff like that. So, you know, something I've personally been doing is, and usually I do this more on Saturdays or Sundays when I have a little bit more time to kind of figure things out and to play with my numbers a little bit, but like, uh, if I'm eating a rice meal with broccoli and chicken or, or broccoli and like great ground beef or something like that, um, I'm, I might not want to go have the rice and the broccoli with it. You know, if it's a Saturday night, I might not really want that. So instead of doing that, what I might do is I might just take four slices of good seed bread. I've actually been posting about it here recently. Um, and I'll take four slices of that good seed bread that equals roughly about 45 to 50 grams of carbs, about the same amount as, as, as what's in a cup of rice. Um, I might have the veggies on the side. I might just skip the veggies for that one meal because I've crushed it the past seven days straight. Um, so giving yourself a little bit of that freedom, even though I'm still hitting my macros with it, it's just giving me a little bit of freedom with it. So like I said, I'll take the four slices of toast, I'll toast it, and then I'll make a little sandwich out of it. So the chicken on there or the ground beef, whatever. I've got, um, I don't know if you guys have seen this at whatever stores you shop at, but right now at Sam's Club, uh, Frank's, like the hot sauce maker, um, they have this little game day wing package for sauces. And there's three different sauces, like a teriyaki sauce, a Nashville hot, and a buffalo sauce. Um, I think the Buffalo sauce is even different than their normal, like red Frank's hot sauce. Um, but I actually stocked up and I bought like three packs of those the other day because there's this, there's this Frank's Nashville, uh, red hot sauce that is absolutely delicious. Nicole's been going through it. I've been going through it. Like it's, um, like it's never coming back. So, um, you know, that's been good. So again, you, you know, finding little, little, small little change that you can look forward to, even if it's very similar to your current diet plan, just giving yourself something a little bit different to look forward to is really key in this stuff um to it's not reasonable it's not going to happen if you think that you're just going to 100 execute your diet plan every single day for the next three months or the next six months like you've got to start looking at variances and it's better to be proactive with that and, and to do it when you have the time to do it versus wait till you're just like i'm so over this with no plan no plan b no plan c and now you're just like, well, I can either do what I don't want to do, or I can go do what's easy and what I used to do, which is binge eat on this or go, you know, order Domino's or stop at wherever you're going to stop at to, you know, for, for your kind of go-to foods and stuff. So do a little bit of pre-planning, kind of think ahead about some of these things and you should be kind of golden. Um, that's really all the other kind of questions I had had written down with this stuff. I'm trying to think on, on top of my head if there's anything else that's kind of um, I'm kind of stumped at the moment. So if you guys don't have anything else, you know, I don't really want to take up a lot of more of your time. Um, 
So, you know, stop me if you need to. Um, I don't think actually we're going to have enough time to get through the client success packet. I think we should just save that for another call. Um, but I'm just going to say where it's at and why it's important that you guys have at least access to it. You should be saving this in your Google Drive. Um, you should all have access to save it. Um, everybody here has gotten it at some point. Um, I've posted it in the community group, but more importantly, I've sent it to pretty much everybody whenever you first signed up. It should be in your welcome email. Um, and it has a lot of tools, a lot of videos, a lot of education that will help you. Okay, I had a quick clarification. So we do not vlog cheat meals because somehow I have like overlooked that because okay. I've vlogged every single thing every day on the program. So can so you tell clarify me, that? Tell me this, Chris, that when, you, when you've tracked those, and it's fine that you have, but when you've tracked those cheat meals, are you fitting it into your, your day of macros or are you just tracking it but not caring if you go over? Um, I pretty much track everything under the sun the best I can. And if it goes over, I was like, well, it, it went a little over and then we're honest about that. Okay, cool. So, so ultimately – you are to some extent trying to fit whatever your meals are, even your cheat meals within your allotted macros. If you happen to go over a little bit, you're like, ah, oh, it's not the end of the world. It's not a huge deal, but you're trying to fit it into it. So like in an ideal world, your cheat meal would fit into to your daily allotment of macros. Is that, is that right? Yes. That's kind okay. of how I've been operating. Yeah. Okay. And that's obviously worked for you pretty well. Um, moving forward. And for anybody else listening to this, a cheat meal is exactly that we're not tracking it because ultimately Krista, you could have a cheat meal every single day if you're fitting it into your macros. Now, should you definitely not, but you could still have a cheat meal every single day. If you fit it into your macros, you could, you could have Chipotle every day. If you're going to fit into your macros, you can have Chick-fil-A every day. You can have a steak at a nice restaurant. Like you can have all this stuff and fit it into your macros. Uh, so your, your cheat meal um, there's a couple benefits to that. Like I said, number one is giving you something to look forward to. Number two, especially when you're cutting, especially when you're cutting. If you're if you're bulking or something like that, you don't really need to go over your, your calories, but that's really not most of our goals here anyway. Um, so when we're cutting, the other benefit of eating that cheat meal is that it's going to restore your leptin levels. So your leptin levels deplete. Essentially, this is controlling like hunger and metabolism. Um, so when your leptin levels start getting depleted, hunger is higher and your metabolism is slowing down so that that cheat meal essentially is going to be it should be you know we don't want it to be just the dirtiest thing in the world and if you know if you're if your body's really sensitive to dairy or gluten and something like that we don't want to have that stuff because that's going to be inflammation um but outside of that if your body can handle whatever it is that you want um then yeah you want to have whatever meal and it should be a little bit higher in calories and it probably will be especially if you're eating it out um you know, or like a Super Bowl get together of, of snack food and stuff like that. So that surplus of calories is going to spike your leptin levels. And usually what we see is it's going to spike your leptin levels, spike your metabolism, kind of satisfy your hunger. And then the next few days of you locking back into those lower calorie days, you're going to see an even more, a faster drop with that. Um, that's always better than just going perfectly straight across with the same exact calories as we want kind of that spike in there. But you've obviously been very successful without that. But now moving forward, don't track your cheat meals. Enjoy it. Uh, it's not meant to be anything that's restricted in what's in whatever way. Just try to keep it to one sitting. So that one sitting might be an hour, hour and a half, but that one sitting is not lunch and dinner that day. 
And that's another reason why I like to save my cheat meal for dinner time. Because if I go have something, a cheat meal type of type of meal at lunchtime, it's hard to get locked back in, uh, even for me. Uh, and I feel like I'm very strong willed, very strong mindset when it comes to eating. And if I've said yes to some shitty food at noon on a Sunday, it's a little bit easier for me to look over at Nicole and be like, Hey, you want to go get something else out to eat for, for dinner time? And I'm just being completely honest with that. So ideally we try to avoid that. Ideally, most times we're pushing back a cheat meal to later on in the evening. So I can kind of end on that good note versus start with a good note and then try to reel it back in after that. Good question. All right. Anybody else got anything for me? Other, otherwise, tomorrow is, what is this, our third check-in of the new year, give or take, second or third. So, um, you know, I will say this, and I'll kind of leave you guys with this, and we'll hop off of here. Um, the holidays were not eventful for some people, and it didn't make a negative impact whatsoever. Um, they treaded water perfectly, which is really kind of what our goal should be. During November and December, our number one goal should be to try to tread water and not to gain 15 pounds over that time, not to lose all the habits that we built up earlier in the year, just because of the holidays, just because the sun's down, you know, the sun's not out as long and stuff like that. You know, this is a tough time. It's a tough time for motivation. It's a busier time, um, you know, during the holidays and stuff to stay locked in. So if we can tread water, fantastic. If you, I know I have quite a few people that were able to lose a decent amount of weight, even during these times, which speaks volumes to your discipline. And you still, I know those people still enjoyed, they still cheated. They still had that type of stuff, but they controlled all the other variables. They controlled all the other controllables and saw results, which was great. And they just came in at the right time with the metabolism at the right spot. They were able to still kind of make that progress. That's not necessarily everybody. Um, and there's some people that completely fell off. There's some people that I maybe I haven't even heard from since October that just now are reaching back out to me, which is totally fine. Um, I mean, would I have liked to have had those three months back? Of course, I would love them to at least been checking in because that would have at least, you know, minimized the damage with it. That's why your check-ins are so important because if you're having a bad week or two bad weeks and you're avoiding your check-ins, chances are you're probably going to let that stuff snowball because you're not being accountable to me and you're not being accountable to yourself either. Whereas if you checked in this week after a shitty week and we try to get you refocused then next week you check in and have another shitty week and you're, you're, you're honest about it. Um, eventually after too many of those, you're going to start making some progress somewhere. And then you're going to build momentum on top of that. And eventually you might just get tired of having poor check-ins. Um, and again, I'm trying to give you guys grace to that stuff as well. And I usually, I usually do in those situations. Um, and, you know, just try to work with you on, on small changes. But ultimately, regardless how the past couple of months have been, the, the point is we're here at January 18th already. It's wild to me that we're almost through January Got a couple of weeks left. So, you know, enjoy it. Take advantage of it. Um, time does fly when you're having fun. So, um, yeah, don't don't waste any time this year, especially right now, guys. There's there's way less plans. There's way less events unless you have like a birthday cluster over the next couple of months. You probably don't have a lot going on. We've got the Chiefs game this weekend. If you're a Chiefs fan, hopefully we have the AFC championship game and uh, the Super Bowl to look forward to. I know Brad does it cause he's a green Bay Packers fan and they are long gone right now. Um, but everybody else, we have things to look forward to like that. So, but outside of those chiefs games, outside of those, those kind of events, um, we have a good runway 
of usually January to March before things kind of start getting a little bit busier in April. So smash this time. Go be a hermit. Brad said too soon. Uh, go be a hermit for a little bit of time. It's okay to say no to, to extra plans and really carve out the next couple of months for you. You know, you just spent two months where they were carved out for family and friends and social shit and all that stuff. So give yourself a little bit of time to really be dialed in on your goals. And that'll kind of help pave the way for what the rest of the year looks like for you. But um, as always, guys, if you're having struggles, if you need anything, do not hesitate to reach out. Do not stay stuck longer than you need to. Um, as I said at the very beginning of this, um, I have that new uh, connection, referral, um, partnership with Fit Muscle and Joint um, located all around Kansas City. Use code TLF um, for a free recovery session. Uh, and honestly, just kind of start, you know, just get familiarized with the location. If you don't currently have a place that does, uh, you know, soft tissue work like, uh, active release therapy and dry needling and mobility work and stuff like that. But otherwise guys, you guys have a fantastic week and I will talk to you guys tomorrow on check-in day and, or next Wednesday on the next zoom call. I think we'll be doing a couple of client spotlights coming up. I know Brad volunteered to do one calling him out again. So we'll probably do it with him. He's had an amazing year despite how much shit that I give him. Um, so yeah, I will talk to you guys later. I appreciate you guys being here.